0: shot first. Come on, grab your friends. We're going to talk about Star Wars and stuff with Connor, O'Lenn and Andrew Roman. The fun will never end. Greeter shot first. Hey, Connor. Hey, Andrew.
1: So remember, you know, maybe I don't know, this could have been ten episodes ago. We did a Clone Wars before the Clone Wars story.
0: Clone Wars v. Clone Wars. Yes. Rumble in the jungle of star wars or something like that
1: of utapau
0: utapau yes uh, that utapau and uta i don't know <laughs> well
1: i came across a pretty cool thing on reddit uh, oh, yeah? this past week yeah what's that it is the first known image of anakin skywalker and padme
0: so were are we talking like their eggs or what like well
1: i mean first? not that early but oh. it's just a pre- episode one rendering of what they might have looked like
0: oh oh, wait hold on the first known depiction of anakin and padme in 1993 yeah really that's wow all right so this image first of all i love the fact that it's it's like a homage to like the phantom menace teaser poster yes it or the, the Phantom
1: Menace teaser poster is an homage to this image, or that.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> whatever. I mean, whatever the case may be. I guess because this did technically come out beforehand. Yes, this has a very like biblical look to it.
2: Yes, it does.
0: I don't. I mean, I, it, it, it makes you think of like when I would be like in CCD, like in my old like Catholic school kind of deal, like after hour school. Uh huh. And you would look through the picture books of like, oh, here's Mary and Joseph. Yes. Like If she was holding a, a, a like a baby. Maybe this is baby Jesus, for all we know. And Joseph <laughs> just had a goth phase, you know.
2: That could all,
0: be. It could be. On <laughs> the other side of it, it also looks like a, a Hardy Boys cover. Yes. Like, it's just yes, missing it the, <laughs> the bedazzling, like, you know, like, the yeah. amazing adventures of, you know. Yeah. Hardy the,
1: Boys, Trouble in Albuquerque.
0: <laughs> Again, Number
1: yeah. 57.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> Featuring Pad Bay. Yeah. Well, so for what it's worth, like, I there's also the fact that like Padme's holding the baby, and I say the baby because it's not there's twins. Only one baby. Yeah. So, now that's the other side of it too. This is very interesting. If this was done in '93, the person who did this did this mm-hmm. knew that there was also a baby girl. Yes. Leia. Mm-hmm. Do we know they were twins at the time? Yeah. I mean that comes out in Jedi. Does it? I know they were related, but well, I don't know if they actually... I mean, now that I think about it, I don't feel like they ever said they were twins. They're,
1: yeah, objectively twins. Hmm. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think there's something there. I, I think the uh, artist actually kind of explains it a little bit. Hmm. And, um, there is an interview in this this uh, post that I had shared. Oh. Um, but they actually... like. I think he kind of said that, well, the, uh, Padme had already hidden... Leia.
0: Oh, 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 Knowing
1: sense. that Anakin was turning.
0: That would make some sense. Interesting. Well, ain't nothing to it but to Utu Puta, everybody. Hello and welcome to Gerito Shot First. My name is Connor. I'm Andrew. And we're here to talk Star Wars, all things Star Wars, and anything even freaking related to Star Wars. That's right. Especially old images of Padme and Anakin, apparently. <laughs> yes. Oh, man.
1: And. Let me just point out that this picture of Anakin is literally just Mark Hamill with a mustache.
0: Right. Oh, God. So, yeah, I, I was like, why does he look familiar? So he actually looks a lot like of the EU, like, drawn renderings of, like, old man Luke. Yes. It, it gives, like, that graceful aging that Mark Hamill wishes he had. Yes. <laughs> so you got to appreciate that. And I also feel like they might have been going for the actor who actually portrayed Vader. Un, you know underneath the betrayed vader underneath the helmet david prowls it, was it david that was at the end of jedi though oh sebastian shaw yeah like yeah. he actually here now girl my son yes you know like that guy <laughs>
1: leave me <laughs> which luke is terrible at following directions yeah and i like the fact that the anakin slash vader is like oh carry me all the way back out to this like launch pad yeah and then he says, oh, no, don't take me any further. Like, the ramp's 10 feet away, but don't take me up the ramp.
0: You have to leave me. Like, like I could drag you up the ramp, and we could have yeah. this conversation.
1: Like, I would have to think that with the damage that the Death Star had already, <laughs> sustained, had already sustained, like, you know, Anakin, or Luke probably had to, like, carry him all the way down the spire. Right. Because you know, right. they're in the big spire. Right. So it's probably, like, 100 stories that he carried him down these flight of steps. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, you have to think that, like, in a situation like that, the elevator's not working. Yeah. They always say to you, don't use the elevator in the event of fire. And yeah. this is way more than a fire going on. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind And the of Death dangerous. Star
1: itself is this, you know, the second Death Star is bigger than the first one, which that's was the size of a true. small moon.
0: That's also true. This is so, just slightly So he probably carried larger. him
1: like four kilometers once he got back to a uh, flat surface. I know. Uh, and then 10 feet from the end, he's like, oh no, just leave me here. And then it, Luke doesn't <laughs> listen. <laughs>
0: All right, so random thought: um, If you worked on the Death Star, all right, let's just say you're not a stormtrooper or anything like that. You're just kind of a you know a general you know you know boot kicker you know employee, right? Yes. Maybe you work in the bar or something like that because yeah. apparently the Death Star had a bar, correct? According to uh, uh, Sinjir Rafaelis. Uh as you already said that the 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 the, 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 the circumference of this like station. Is of the size of a small moon, almost the size of our moon, I guess, if you would put it that way. And, like, I feel like if I worked there, I would get lost so easily. Yeah. Yeah. Now, like, they have to have those maps like you would find in a mall.
1: You are here.
0: You are here, right. But, like, instead of just, like, the first floor and second floor, we're on, like, the, you know, 30,000th floor or something like that. Like, it's got to get confusing. Yeah. And on top of that, every employee is a number. There's no names. Right. Because, I mean, it it can't be that simple.
1: And not to mention it's just a giant... Circular building as well So that would also make it hard Like it'd be like uh, When you know So we went to a school Called Chartier's Valley
0: Yes And before before the the new Yeah Before the
1: new buildings And I guess they have done away With the old ones at this point
0: Almost all of them Um,
1: Yeah But Basically, it was just, they were two circular learning pods.
0: Which, I mean, it made sense. It was the easiest thing to do, really. Yeah. Because you think, oh, I passed my school or I passed my, you know, my classroom. It's like, well, you just keep going. Yeah. Keep going and you'll
1: find it again.
0: Unless you're on the wrong floor. Yes. You know, but again, you also had three floors to work with versus (laughs) 3,000. So I don't know.
1: This is, yeah. This is a really focused start to this episode that's already going to be a long one. Probably. I know.
0: All right. We should save this for the other day. We should just talk shop about like why the Death Star is just impossible to work for.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: I like Put that. it on the list. Yeah. I man. will put it on the list. Please put it on the list. So uh, today's big topic, we're actually going to be doing a kind of combined double review Yes, for uh, Master and Apprentice and Dooku Jedi Lost. Uh, now both of these books came out very recently, like, uh, pretty much less than a month ago, I'd say.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, a, a Master and Apprentice was right at the very end of April. Yeah, and then almost
0: right after Celebration yeah
1: correct and then uh, uh jedi dooku jedi lost came out in very early may so.
0: yes well, I, april 30th was the exact date i don't i trust me i know that it's a lot of crap happened that day
2: <laughs> well yes
0: but uh yeah so and the reason we're doing like a double review it's not to kind of like sure up you know just to make sure you know we get them all done make sure you guys are informed or anything like that it's kind of important to do it this way because both books kind of play off of each other
1: yeah i mean i think they clearly you know the the fact that they came out so close together is intentional Mm -hmm. they definitely have a lot of overlap
0: oh for sure i Uh, mean just the characters in general like that they introduce yeah. It kind of made me happy to see that, like, oh, I know this person or that person's back or whatever. Right. It's like, oh, okay. After reading one and you go to the other or whatever, yeah. it's like.
1: And, and many of the characters remain consistent.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So you got
1: Internal it. reliability is what yeah. that's called.
0: <laughs> so it'll be exciting. But before we get into that, let's do a little bit of recent Star Wars news, shall we? Let's do it. So the first episode of Vader Immortal, the VR game, has released. Yes. Now, you know what? I'm a little upset at us we actually didn't actually bring this up like, i know
1: we've kind of ignored this so far i think it might be because well so first off it is only available available on oculus
0: right so it's not very well known yeah like I mean, it's it, not
1: even like we could go over to you know our friends brandon or andrew's place and try play it, it on their psvr or anything yes. like that uh you know so it is an, ex- an oculus exclusive i guess oculus actually paid for the development of the game
0: that would be i mean i could see it now, to that end, like I actually watched, I actually watched the playthrough of it, mm-hmm. so I, I'll go into that a little bit. But like, I will say that like when it came to everything else that we were talking about, I think we were more focused on uh, Fallen Jedi, obviously, yes. and then I mean everything else that happened at uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Jedi Fall. No, sorry, no,
1: <laughs> because there's so many like word colon. Jedi something blank (laughs) forsaken Jedi
0: ultimate Jedi anyways (laughs) um but yeah so with that with celebration and going over everything else I think this was like they they did talk about a little bit more at at celebration and everything but we just it kind of just coasted by so we're kind of we're we're going to cover ourselves and talk about a little bit today yes um so Right off the bat, like I said, I watched the game, I watched the playthrough of the first episode, and I only watched like the first twenty minutes because I didn't want to spoil it for myself or anybody else. Mm-hmm. But I will say that it starts off very exciting uh, as soon as uh, you know you awake into this world, so to speak. Uh, you are at the uh, controls of a smuggler's ship, mm-hmm. and you have a co-pilot who's a. Uh, no nonsense droid, because they're always the best. Yes. And uh, you basically have to start up the hyperdrive and escape all these other smugglers, and you're a spice runner. So that's why I should also stay. And uh, you're able to get into um, hyperdrive. You're able to get into light speed to escape. And eventually, you know, you're going around the ship, exploring, pull this down, shake this thing, you know, try on a helmet. It was really cool. Uh So, now the thing with, like, Oculus versus, like, PSVR, like, I'm not totally sure how it's set up. Hmm. But I do know that Oculus, and when it comes to their controls, it's a lot more, like, you actually feel like you're using your hands. Yeah, you
1: actually have, like, proper, like hand digit control like exactly. finger control
0: exactly because there's I even mean, there's points where this guy like i'm happy that the guy didn't decide to talk during this thing because i mean it really would have ruined the immersion uh-huh. but like there were points where he's like sternly shaking his index finger <laughs> at people and stuff like that so he's having fun with it uh-huh. um, and then it goes into all of a sudden you get pulled out of light speed and there's only one thing that can do that, and I've been, like, drilling my head all day trying to think of what the heck that kind of Star Destroyer is called. So, Andrew, what is the Star Destroyer called that it can pull ships out of light speed? Interdictor. Arr, cruisers! Interdictor cruisers! Gah. Yes, so it, the Interdictor cruiser it was, is essentially a Star Destroyer that's kind of—I mean, it, 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 it's a Star Destroyer, but it has, like, four of the, like, half globes on yes. the bottom, which yeah. are the tractor beams that will actually mm-hmm. pull you out. So. Yeah. It's intimidating. Absolutely. And especially like I said, you are in this VR, so you're you know, you're looking at it through the cockpit and everything. And there's one point where, you know, you, you're like, What the hell's going on? You know, you, you get pulled out of light speed, you see a couple TIE fighters go by you, and then you look at your co pilot, she looks up and you look up and there's the interdictor right there, right above you. And it's really cool. Yeah. And before you know it, like they slave your ship so they can fly it and like they fly you down to Mustafar. You see Vader's castle; it's freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. You get captured. Uh, you know they pull you in, they pull you down. They, you know they tag you and all this kind of stuff. And next thing you know, you wake up. You're in a torture cell. Okay. And you're approached by this uh, general who is I forget the general's name or the admiral's name, but. Um, essentially he's like more cyborg than man. because he's got like, he's, it's one of those deals where his, like half of his face is more cybernetic than anything else. Uh-huh. Kind of like a Count Vidian almost, I don't know if you know Count Vidian, but like all the cybernetics are there in any ways. And he's like, you better prepare yourself. He's like, he doesn't usually take people who like are, you know, just scared poopless uh-huh. or whatever. And next yeah. thing you know, straight on after this admiral moves out of the way, it's a silhouette of Darth Vader. in The white background, you know, with the black, you know, overlay of just his silhouette, just walking towards you confidently, all that mist that mysteriously follows him around and everything, like, it's just ridiculous. And so, he comes right up to you, and he'll go, he's like, "I I require one thing from you. And he hands you this like, little cube. And we've seen this cube a number of times. It's not the, you know, the specific cube we're talking about, but Turns out like he's like I think you can do something with this, and he gives you the cube, and all of a sudden it starts glowing blue, and you pop it open. It's a holocron. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> it goes on from there. You know, there's there's. I mean, I I don't want to get into it. I don't want to ruin too much of it. But like, I'm excited for it. I would if I ever had the chance to try this out. I really will. Yeah. Now, have you ever tried VR? Yes. Explain your like your like. What was it like for you? Were you kind of taken by vertigo at all or anything like that? Like, what's your what was your? How did you how did you do it?
1: I mean, honestly, I was pretty okay. Um, the one and only time that I've actually played it was at uh, you know our our good friend Andrew Fiock's house. Mm-hmm. Um, we I think it was just a few people hanging out or whatever, and I uh, I played uh, super hot.
0: Ah uh, yes, and, the, the shooting game. Yeah, the yeah. shooting
1: game and uh, Beat Saber. Of course, of course, <laughs> obligatory. Yeah. Um, but I think I mean those might have been the only two that we played. I mean, I got to see him play Borderlands for about five minutes, but then he was like, "Yeah, I can't really do this for all that long."
0: I don't blame him. Yeah, because I mean, it's already I mean it's already kind of like hard how they position it, because I mean when you're you're playing your normal video game, you know, you can control how your character moves, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, versus this where like, you know, half the time it's cutscenes scenes where you're actually, your character's walking, but you can control where you look. Mm-hmm. And the other half of it is you actually have to control how to walk. Uh-huh. And so to that end, like the person who I was watching do the playthrough would like occasionally go off the screen. Like he'd go out of the way of the sensor or something like that. Right. Because it's that immersive. Right. And so I will say to anyone who wants to try this, like make sure you have your, you know, your sensibilities in order. Make sure your balance is set. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause... I mean, I know that's a common concern mm-hmm. and that's probably one of the biggest issues in you know one of the largest barriers to entry for a lot of vr mm-hmm. gaming is that it's just not it doesn't work for a lot of people
0: yeah i mean it, it's just it it's a fun experience but i know that like if i did it too much i would probably like blow chunks <laughs> yeah i, I mean the, the fun the the most fun i've ever had was i got to try my brother-in-law's uh, PSVR Mm -hmm. because he actually downloaded the Battlefront mission. Right. Which apparently is canon. Did you know that? I did not know that. Uh, According to the Rogue One novel, uh, there is a point where they talk about like Jin Erso's travel from Wabani. To uh-huh. uh, Yavin Four, uh-huh. it's like we had a little bit of turbulence, but it's all kind of taken care of, which is kind of a funny little play because you yeah. think about it, like Rogue One starts off as just a two sentence, you know, yeah. synopsis, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and now in the book, this whole mission is a two sentence synopsis, so it's uh-huh. kind of fun.
2: That's yes,
0: but uh, just layers upon layers, <laughs> exactly. So I'm just going to say, you know, if you have the chance to try it, if you know somebody with an Oculus, I, I highly rec- recommend it. I would try it myself if I had the chance, but it looks to be perfect and i know they're gonna be doing good everyone loves star wars (laughs) yes and uh you know
1: i believe did they i kind of forget the details i think there's gonna be two more episodes
0: either two or three i don't know if they're gonna go round it out with four or keep it to the trilogy Uh, standards we know standard yeah um i mean i I
1: have heard this (coughs) is a little bit more of what they would call an experience oh it's not super like i mean it's not like trying to play borderlands no
0: nowhere near is involved uh the most involved you do besides actually looking around and just grabbing the occasional thing uh you you actually get yourself a hydra spanner okay and you're able to actually hack doors and stuff like that so that's a cool little hydra spanner yeah it doesn't make any sense i (laughs) I didn't
1: i don't i didn't know that's what a hydra spanner does
0: i never knew what a hydra spanner did in the first place so for (laughs) all i know we've been using (laughs) that (laughs) (laughs) but anyways yeah he uses like imagine it's a hydra spanner he uses on the data port like R2 wood, yeah and then what you would do is like he like wigs it out and then he'll actually be able to pull the whole thing out so it's just like this you know cylinder essentially and each doorway is different so you can just kind of flip a couple switches move this from there make that all green you can unlock a door so it's a cool little effect there mm-hmm. and then eventually you will get a lightsaber which is interesting I mean okay. it's, it's going to be fun I'm sure everyone's going to be all about it yeah so you know leave it to that you know check out the video uh you know take a good look at it the last thing i will say on this um the darth vader comics that have started up not the tales from the castle but Mm -hmm. um the last run the one we were talking about recently the one i gave you just the lord of the sith yeah or whatever it is it a a lot of what goes on in that book is actually detailed in this because like i think the last half of that book is him creating his castle
1: okay yeah so
0: you'll see a lot of like Easter eggs and stuff mm. like that. If you're familiar with the background. Yeah. So that, and I think, I think yeah.
1: the, like the cybernetic, like Admiral that you're talking about, I know at one point they, well, so in, I think in the first run, mm-hmm. there's a cybernetic person. Yeah. He, but I don't remember that character's name, but, yeah. but I also heard rumor that like Admiral Madi actually survives.
0: Ooh. I uh, don't know. It was more of a Kiris or carous or something like that. Okay. It was like a K. Yeah. Yeah um like it's killing me that i don't remember his name but like i think you would recognize him because i yeah. know exactly who you're talking about too because yeah. there is like a half cyborg like you know officer uh-huh. that's like on the bridge with somebody but i can't remember like what his name is either but i don't think it was him this is guy who had more he had more machine than face let's put it that way okay you know like, you know how, like, there's that staple of, like, how the Terminator looks where it's, like, just the one red eye? Mm. Imagine that in reverse. Okay. So that's just the one flap of skin that's left I or see. something like that. Nice. Not to make it sound grotesque.
2: It's a little grotesque.
0: <laughs> uh, before we get into the other side, uh, why don't we jump down and talk about the Obi-Wan Kenobi miniseries, possibly? Sure. Just because the other topics could take a little longer. Yeah. Um. So apparently... Uh, Ewan McGregor has been rumored to be a part of a miniseries coming out for Obi-Wan. Yes. And I am interested to see if this actually becomes true. <laughs> uh, I mean, I hope it's true. I, I think he, he knows as much as everybody else. that Like, if it's going to be done, it's got to be done with Ewan. Right. So.
1: I mean, yeah, there's no getting around that. Um, I mean, not to immediately jump into my obligatory Star Wars minute mm. kind of reference. But so I now have just started into like the first two weeks of Phantom Menace. Ooh. And, you know, and one of the things that they constantly go back to is like, yeah, Ewan McGregor is pretty great in like, <laughs> I, I mean, I think he's especially great in Phantom Menace.
0: I think oh,
1: yeah. he kind of starts to maybe go slightly jaded as it goes on, as everybody did,
0: he was a follower. Yeah. Like he was a follower and all of a sudden his master dies. He's like, well, I guess I'm, you know, I guess I'm captain now Yeah, or whatever. And that's just it. Like, I think he's just kind of like, I don't know. It, it, we can get more into this when yeah. we start talking about the books, obviously. But like, yeah, I, I, I think it was just kind of, maybe he's going into that leadership role.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he's, he's better as brash Obi-Wan than he is as like stern. S- yeah. Serious Obi-Wan. Right. But th- I mean, that's neither here nor there. Um you know, but yeah, there's no other way that you can possibly do it. Uh, I mean, I, you know, certainly. Uh, it sounds like it's starting to take shape. I think this is actually a topic that we kind of left hanging in our last episode.
0: Maybe. We were
1: talking about, well, you know, there, there's rumors of a third TV show coming.
0: Right. Yeah. And Um, I think this was it.
1: Yeah. And I think at that time it truly was just speculative. Yeah. I think there was even maybe some rumors that it could actually be one thing that I had seen was that it could be like
0: a Boba Fett,
1: Boba Fett, or also the continuation of, like, the Han Solo verse.
0: Oh, yeah. We did bring up that, the, the hashtag, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. Hashtag make Solo 2 happen. We can sum that up very quickly. That was a couple of days ago. People want a second Solo movie. Disney <laughs> has said, we're not going to do a character-focused like movie. standalone movie like that.
0: But a miniseries <laughs> might not be out of the question. Yeah,
1: I mean, they, they, they phrased it very specifically to say, like, not a movie like that. Right. Um, which, which certainly opens the door for you know any of what we're just talking about right
0: now. Well, let's put it this way: uh, closer to the end of the year, when Disney Plus premieres and we get our first glimpse at The Mandalorian and everything like that, mm. I think The Mandalorian will will make or break the whole spin off thing. Now, I mean, I I, I would love to speculate a Boba Fett. I love to spec you know Obi Wan, even if it's just you know in the rumor stage right now and everything like that, but. If Mandalorian does great, get ready. Yeah. You're going to see a flood of this It's going to be a lot, yeah. So... I mean, I, I'm I'm always thinking about that. You say, you know, like the the next feasible movie after Episode Nine won't be for another three years, right? So it's it's going to be no shortage of what to talk about. Let's put it that way. Yeah, because a lot of people even ask me, it's like, well, the last movie's coming out this year. You know, it's, you guys aren't <laughs> going to have much of a show." And it's like, you don't know that. <laughs> yeah, like I'm I literally just went through a book that you have that I didn't know you owned. It's the Star Wars YT thirteen hundred Millennium Falcon Owners Workshop Manual. Yeah. Published
1: by Haynes, nonetheless.
0: Yes, exactly. It's like you, you, you can get like you can get one for a Ford Focus. You can get one for a Kia Optima or whatever the heck it's called. And then all of a sudden, it's just YT thirteen hundred. It's the same style and everything too, which I love.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's all pretty great. <laughs> yeah,
0: all I'm getting at is like they they can make a book out of a fictional item and actually have like a registry of all the other like numbers in the YT series. Yes, yeah. with a detailed explanation of how they work and like how they're laid out. And it's like. This is why we have so much to go off of, because like, there's just there's so many mundane little details here and there. Yes. And I, I eat that stuff up. So. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, to get back at this, I think the you know if if Mandalorian does well, then we're probably going to see a slew of more coming out, if not more animated shows and stuff like that. And for what it's worth, when I talked about the Ken- like the Kenobi book, that would make a perfect miniseries. Mm. Like this doesn't have to be something where it's like four seasons on. You know, right. and we're like still enjoying ourselves. Like if they did like a small, you know, somewhere between like four to eight episodes or something like that,
1: I'm cool. Yeah, and and I do think that's gonna be kind of an an interesting wrinkle. I mean, I think one of the things that we're gonna see, I, I don't believe that there's ever a point where Disney Plus isn't going to have be working on some type of new Star Wars content. Right. Um you know, but I could I think one of the big questions with Mandalorian could be, okay, can we do a long form series like an ongoing series with multiple seasons
0: mm-hmm.
1: or will we focus on miniseries and you know and, and, and kind of sh- short-lived events
0: mm, i mean
1: it's and i'm not like i don't mean to suggest that oh like ewan mcgregor is going to be willing to sign up for four series of doing an obi-wan <laughs> tv show
0: i don't know in which he can't
1: leave tatooine at all
0: yeah that's the other side of it too it's not like he could really plan it hop yeah but that's why his that's why his book works so well like, right It's in one setting, but it's made to i mean it's it's stretched out enough that it actually feels like oh, he's becoming like lived in like he's becoming a resident, you yeah. know? so you know you kind of get get excited about that so all right uh, I like that
1: yeah I mean, uh, I think I don't know I believe you know there's a certain level of smoke behind this rumor <laughs> that suggests that there's probably at least a little bit of fire.
0: I would hope so. But we'll, you know, we'll keep at it. Like I said, this is nothing but a, you know, potential rumor. Mm-hmm. Um, So, you know, don't hold us to it too quickly. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, potentially, you know, the only other thing that I can think of maybe that would be interesting would be like, you know, what if they almost did like a young Indiana Jones type of story where it's like, you know, Owen McGregor is involved, but it's not necessarily like the post Revenge of the Sith Story, mm. but it's just like continuing adventures of Obi Wan of Obi Wan that could be like done. when he was younger, or you know, kind of getting into some of the master and apprenticey type of stories that are out there. Yeah,
0: you can so. tell we're anxious to talk about this. Yeah, obviously the way we're going about it. So, well, all right, that, I I'm, I'm all for it. That that would be interesting. An interesting parallel to it too, kind of to do it right before he becomes Qui Gon's uh teacher, so just or uh, sorry, student <laughs> Padawan, yeah, Padawan. Uh, okay, so the last bit of news, um, probably the biggest bit of news right now. I actually didn't get a copy of this. So I'm kicking myself <laughs> for it. I mean, I saw plenty of it. Yeah. You know. uh, Vanity Fair magazine has done a special edition to celebrate Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Yes. The internet community has already started into theories and possible spoilers for the upcoming movie. What are your thoughts on the photos? Have you seen like all like the professional layout and everything? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Annie Leibovitz did. I mean, I think they released. It's either twelve or fifteen images, something like that, um, and they are unreal. They really are. Like, they're so good,
0: and I, I'm almost like worried that like they're going to be spoiling too much. Like they're basic pictures, but at the same yeah. time, like again, and they could
1: be all out of context or right, you know, right. not actually accurate to what's going to happen in the film.
0: Ooh. Well, did you hear the whole stipulation behind the two covers? no so there's two separate covers for the vanity fair there's one with kylo and there's one with ray yes and apparently they kind of go together like you put them side by side and it's one big picture right okay it's someone put out online i guess there was a person who actually designed the cover they said like has anyone been able to find like the secret that combines the two and it's like ooh! and (laughs) people were going crazy trying to find all the different things and it was like one has the sun setting and the other one has the sun rising Oh, it makes sense now, you know, like, <laughs> it, which is kind of true. It was just like, as the sun sets on the darkness, the light shall rise or something like that. Yeah. It's like, okay, day and night or something. I forget, you know, there's a lot more here and there. And I think a lot of people were like, oh, well, some of the words in like the subtext stand out for something. So like, there was like, they were advertising something and then it was like empire, yeah, you know, and then like over on the other side, it was another like standout word here or there. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's a little weird. Okay. But the photos are amazing. Yes. Um, I love the picture. Like first of all, my favorite picture I think out of the whole bunch would probably be uh, Lando in the cockpit. Yeah, just casual, chilling. just chilling. Yeah. Like he almost doesn't. He almost looks like he doesn't want to be there. <laughs> but I feel like that's because he's like, "What's this young buck doing on my ship?" Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, because
1: like, uh, Poe is there. So yeah, yeah,
0: he's like, "Who the heck does he think he is?" Or something like that. But yeah, he, he's got a good feel to it. And then uh I mean. You get your first look at, uh, a real first, a good first look at um, uh, Carrie, Carrie Russell's character. What's yeah. it? Uh, Zori. Zori?
1: Zori Bliss, apparently. Wow. Which we didn't know before, that her last name was, was Bliss.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, she looks like she's coming out of, like, a shady establishment, like, a very, like, Bounty Hunter-esque place.
1: Yeah. I mean, her- it's called The Thieves' Quarters.
0: Oh, God. So, there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, just the costume alone, like, it, it it's... Total Star Wars, like it's just like a form-fitting like flight suit, and uh, I mean the helmet's cool. Yeah, imagine like a Mandalorian helmet with like almost like a crest on the back.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's know. almost like the like the Rocket Man helmet. If yeah, you've that yeah, yeah, that's
0: a good that's a good way to look at it. Um, then we, I mean, before that, like I said, we had the pictures. Oh, is it? This is uh, Richard E. Grant. Yeah, uh, and uh, still not blue.
1: Still not blue. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Apparently,
1: his name is. Allegiant, excuse me, Allegiant General Pride.
0: Oh, that's right. I knew it was something like smug.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even trying to make fun of the character. I barely even know, but like, Pride, I mean, come on, really? Uh, But yeah, so he looks like maybe he's uh, trying to take over, you know, the First Order in a sense. Like maybe he's like one of the higher ups or something like that. He's trying to like challenge Kylo for. Yeah. uh, Yeah the fighting or whatever either kylo
1: or even just uh uh hucks potentially
0: yeah um, you i'm know, surprised I think, that uh, Hux made it these many movies well exactly
1: Hux has survived a long time basically just for being bill weasley <laughs> <laughs> like i genuinely feel like well we casted this big famous actor well fairly famous actor yeah. in in the role so we're just gonna you know keep him around
0: seriously because um, if you think about it, like he has a longer career than most, like the imperial officers that like Vader ever worked with. So. Well, yeah, Vader He's, had a
1: habit of, you know, demoting, <laughs> choking, yeah, permanently <laughs> demoting them.
0: Oh, Don't my choke
1: on your uh, aspirations, ambitions. Yeah.
0: director. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the best dad joke ever. It was a good dad joke. Oh man. Uh, uh, uh,
1: but yeah, to go back to the very top of it, because um, I guess I did kind of skip the first. Two images that we see. Yeah. I mean, the first one is just of Ray.
0: Um, yeah, it's like with the crew behind her. And but, yeah, everything. with the crew
1: behind her. So
0: but they also did mention the name of the planet. It starts with a P. I actually, don't have it here. Hold on. Uh, it's like persona or pasani Yes, pasana pasana Yeah, I know there's a weird way that like the the author of the article actually pronounces it or whatever. Because okay. that's the yeah, other side. Watch
1: the uh, video. The,
0: yeah, so that's the other side of it too. We'll get into that after the photos, but. Um, the other, other image besides that one, there's the covers. Like I said, you see Ray, you see Ray in the light and you see Kylo in the dark, like a sun setting kind of deal. Yeah. But it's just a matter of like, are there words that jump out? I can't see anything other than vanity fair and star Wars.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I don't really see it. I'm going to pour over this later. Yeah. For sure.
0: Get back at us. What the heck? Yeah. Um, and then after that, this is probably one of the most talked about images right here the knights of ren. Yes. Are officially in the movie. Definitely. We knew that, I guess, but and like
1: apparently they're on Passana as well.
0: Yeah, what? Why? <laughs> well, so, I
1: guess we're going to learn. <laughs> we're we?
0: we're going to learn. All right. But yeah, so where have they been? What's their deal been? Like why did Kylo leave like this band of merry men that he apparently led? Yes. You know, it, I have so many questions about the knights <laughs> of Ren.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess it is important to remember that, you know, basically the events of Last Jedi take place immediately following uh, the Force Awakens. That's true. So, I mean, there is that going for it in terms of why the Knights of Ren could be absent.
0: That's also true.
1: Because we only ever see the Knights of Ren in flashback in Force Awakens.
0: Yeah. And well, not even
1: in flashback, but just in... Like fantasy in, flashback. Yeah, vision. Vision, right. Yeah.
0: Sorry, I couldn't think of what the heck the word was. Well, yeah, so to that end, you're right, because, I mean, there's no real, there's no real like, timeline on how long Kylo was with the First Order before that all happened, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, I mean, to the, also to that end, I'm just, like, it kind of makes me excited for when the movie finally comes and goes, because we'll learn just that much more information. Yes. We <laughs> talked about it before, that, like, they reserve a lot of stuff to talk about until yeah, it's done. We'll get,
1: it, we'll get into that when we get to the book review, too. Of
0: course, so. <laughs> but, yeah, so... I'm excited to see what the extended history on the, on the Knights of Ren will be. I yeah. don't know if they'll dive into it in the movie or not. But for what they look like, they kind of just look like gothic knights.
1: Yeah, uh, and like the weapons that they're all holding. I mean, it looks maybe perhaps slightly different than what we saw previously. Yeah, and in again, Force Awakens,
0: it was dark, it was rainy. Yeah, hard to make out. It was hard to see. Yeah,
1: um, but you know, you see one guy who he almost looks like he has like a blaster arm kind of thing. Yeah,
0: it's either a blaster arm or it's like I forget what movie I saw. I think it might have actually been like the first Avengers, the Captain movie, uh-huh. Captain America. Uh-huh. There's that guy who has like the flamethrower arms. Yeah, that's what it looks like that, to me. Yeah,
1: I can go along with that. And then you have this guy with this comically large, like broadsword.
0: Oh yeah, um, like a big like axe. It's almost, yeah, it's almost thing.
1: like a like cloud strife mm, uh, like a type. Of, blade. Yeah, well, oh. not that.
0: Well, I don't know, but that, I, mean, I am I am kind of seeing a keyblade esque look. Yeah, at least for that axe. So maybe yeah. we should ask Steph about that. She's yeah. all about that. Yes. Uh, and then yeah, there's just like a crazy club in the other guy's hand. Yes. So it'll be interesting to see how it comes out. I'm I'm interested to learn more, and I'm interested to see you know. What they, what they'll end up doing in the movie, because it's also been confirmed that in the trailer, uh, when you see Kylo uh, take the guy down with like the side of his sword, you know, the pommel or whatever, uh-huh. it's a Knight of Ren that he's taken down. Oh, really? Did you know that?
1: I did not know that.
0: Dun, 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 sorry, I just. I, I you mean, should
1: have prefaced that
0: one. Oh yeah, spoiler, everybody. <laughs> uh, forget what I just said. <laughs> uh, All right,
1: so we paused on Zori. We paused on uh, Richard E. Grant and Dom
0: Hall Gleason. Yes. And then next we have, well, that was a video, and then more ads. (laughs) Oh, okay. So we got C-3PO chilling under an umbrella. Yes. God, it's got to be w- so bad.
1: Golden Tony. Right.
0: <laughs> well, oh.
1: I'm sure they're at least much more sensitive to the fact that, you know, it's, what it's like to wear that costume now as opposed to when he did it in the desert of Tunisia well, yeah. in 1977.
0: Oh, yeah, you'll be fine. There's no problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, heat stroke. what's that? Yeah. But that's honestly, like, every time I see them on a desert planet, I, I feel like Anthony Daniels just goes, he's doomed. Like, he, he says it to himself. Like, I'm doomed. You yeah. know? <laughs> Like, because I would just feel the same way. It's like, why couldn't we do this on a slightly, yeah, you know, how about
1: a sound stage or sound stage?
0: Well, you saw videos of him on the sound stage. He falls over like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, uh, that's the other side of it too. Like he's got to like have so many dings on his body just from like falling all, over yeah. all the time. Well, so, I yeah. know
1: eventually they were able to do a like stunt costume ah. for three p. m. Okay, like even by the time of uh, Jedi
0: well good that yeah was... he he kind of needed that yeah alright so anyways you have C-3PO you got it looks like uh, Ray and Chewbacca behind him yep. and it's just more crew hanging out doing yeah. their thing this
1: I mean and uh, Finn is in the image as well is that Finn That's okay Finn, yeah.
0: I couldn't tell he has his face turned away yeah and uh yeah I mean it, it's more more of the same planet that they're on more of the desert planet I think she was just shooting I think for she that was day. in Jordan ah is okay. what it is yeah like
1: she went to Jordan to get these images
0: right and then what else do we got? That another C-3PO.
1: Yeah, another one with Golden Tony.
0: <laughs> and BB-8 hanging out. And
1: BB-8's there.
0: <laughs> oh, man, the horses. the Well, whatever the beasts are called. I don't know what the heck they're called. But yeah. the one shot of, um, oh, what's her name? It's Jaina. Jaina. It's pronounced Jaina. That's all I remember. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's Jaina and Finn. They're riding these like, horse-like beasts of burden. Yes. Uh, I mean, for what it's worth, I think they actually used real horses and they, you know, they do what they usually do and throw green screen on top of their face so you can mull it up. But yes. these look like really cool beasts.
1: Yeah. These look awesome. Jane like, is
0: holding a bow and arrow. Yeah. Like
1: an actual bow and arrow. Like this, It's not just like a Wookiee bowcaster. It no, is a bow and arrow.
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah. I imagine and like just was, her pose is like unreal. Yeah. You know what she kind of <laughs> looks like? Uh, the huh. Thraki Blood Rider. Yeah. Yeah, man. Go no along with that. Yeah, I'm telling I'm you. T- I'm t- I'm t- uh, and then, uh, yeah, Ray, Finn's looking cool. And then this is probably the next biggest shot right here. Right. We got... Which it
1: could be out of... Again, I'm I'm not saying it is out of context, but it could be out of context. Oh, for sure. Like, this is probably shot on a green screen because I don't know how... Like, I don't think Annie Leibovitz was, like, standing in the rain to capture this picture.
0: <laughs> they were just standing on the coasts of Wales or something like yeah. that. You know, just like... All right, so the the image is of Kylo and Ray going head-to-head in what looks like just a tsunami. Yes. Essentially. Like, just a lot of rain and a lot of running water. Um... I mean, theory-wise, you'd have to think that this hap- happens, like, near where the second Death Star might be located.
1: Yes, exactly. Because you can see that they're standing, quote-unquote, on something made out of metal.
0: Yeah. And maybe. it's kind
1: of like a gunmetal finish.
0: Yeah, almost a dunium finish, maybe. Yes,
1: you could if, say that.
0: If we could say that. But, I mean, just the way that the, the color of the sabers are illuminated, like, it's perfect. It's 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 yeah. breathtaking. Like, yes. You know, it... This is an image you should have as your background. It is the image I should have as my background. I'm just I might saying, make
1: it the image that I have as my background.
0: No, I mean don't, yeah, you know, don't, don't, don't change it on my account. But still, uh, all right. So then we have the running shot here. Yeah. Uh, now this is what I said before. It looked like they were like riding in like a, a boat or a skiff in yeah. the trailer. Mm-hmm. And so this is like more of that shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So.
1: And you can see that it is a practical effect. It's not. CGI. Yeah. So they that's are a, in the desert of Jordan, like
0: riding on the back of what looks like a, you know, the chassis of a dune buggy, I guess. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's oh, exactly man. the way I would describe it. That's so cool. That is awesome. I mean, like, I mean, that is one of the things that makes me super excited for this movie.
0: I agree. I agree. That it's
1: all in camera, or at least most of it is in camera. <laughs>
0: all right. And then this is the image we started talking about, which was Lando, Chewie, Poe, and BB 8, as well as Dio. Yeah. I keep forgetting about Dio. He, like, sneaks in there. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone's so excited to be there, and then there's Lando just kind of like... Mm.
1: He does... I think he's like, why are there
0: people in my ship? Basically. <laughs> what have you done to my ship? You know? <laughs> Please stop punching holes in my ship. That's that's basically what he's saying. <laughs> yes. There. Pretty much.
1: Mm. And I think there's... Yeah. So, okay. So then we have, like, these alien people who are the... Na- like, they are native Jordanians mm-hmm. who are also natives portraying natives of pasana
0: right so we actually talked about these characters before like yes. When we first talked about like the cast photos they premiered yeah um, yeah
1: like the the pickup shots or reference images <laughs>
0: hmm. yeah like I I made a, a passing joke saying that these were like extras from the holiday special because they kind of looked that way like yeah At least one of them is in a solid red robe. Yes. But otherwise, you know, it's just a variety. I mean, like a variety of different colors, kind of like a a tannish colors. But Mm. um, the alien species that kind of have, I I can't tell if they're like tentacles or tusks. What's looks more like tentacles. Like some kind of feelers.
1: Like they all point kind of different directions. Like they look pliable.
0: Yeah. So if anything, that might be what kind of creature they are. Yes. uh, They're supposed to be like a very peaceful race or something. I think they're supposed to have a common enemy in the First Order and help the resistance or something like that. <laughs> so kind of giving you that return of the Jedi feel maybe. Yes. Who knows. Uh, that's I mean it Well, I know. I mean I
1: hope they're not Ewoks.
0: They don't look <laughs> like Ewoks though. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> What if it's just the literally Ewoks? It's just Ewoks, like you know, three Shaved Ewoks. they just standing on each other, right? Yeah. And it's like the trench coat thing. Yeah. It's like one, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it is. That's they come to save the day. It's like what up? You know, it's like yeah, we they, they ruined our home thirty years ago. We're about to do the same right here. Yes, something like that. So yeah, I don't know. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh my god! All right, All so right. then we got two more, two more pictures. So this picture. Yes. Uh, my man, John. John yes, Williams. Yes,
1: John Williams.
0: And he's uh, composing the new music, and you can see an image from the movie in the background. Yes. And it's an image of Leia.
1: It is an image of Leia.
0: Now, is there anything distinct about the image you, you kind of call out?
1: I mean, not that much. It looks like it's a very verdant planet that she is on, mm-hmm. so it does not appear that she travels to Pisana. No. Um, and it, you know, I think it looks similar to the place where you see her and Ray interact in the trailer,
0: right? The, the hug moment. Yeah. Yeah. They have a
1: hug. Um, the, I mean, one thing I will say is I do not recognize the outfit she's wearing at all.
0: No. So that's another side of it too. Yeah. Cause all the, I mean, for all we know, the scenes that they're going to be, you know,
1: yeah, are, in are supposed to be repurposed from force awakens.
0: Right. Uh, this could be something from the end of Force Awakens when she has more of a regals like you know design on. Yeah. But that's just me. I don't know. Yeah. I I I mean I'll be interested to see how they pull it off. I've only heard like, you know, rumors that like they've you know, they 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 hired like a stand in, you know, for like, you know, behind the head shots yeah, and pro- stuff yeah. like that. But I know as far as I know, they aren't doing anything super digital with her
1: right I mean they said they really didn't plan like you know they might they might do digital outfits digital hair right. Et cetera right which I mean could explain what we're looking at
0: exactly yeah
1: but yeah, but they've said that they don't want to you know do like do digital manipulations of the actual lines mm-hmm. or or anything like that.
0: Well, to that end, I'm. I. I mean, have you heard about Billy Lord's like requests?
1: Yeah, apparently she has a moment with her mom in the film. She should. Yeah, Billy Lord, Lieutenant Connex. Yes. Uh, in in the movies, who has the buns? If right. you're not familiar,
0: right? And that's the other side there too. Like, you wouldn't think that, like she would turn out to be like kind of like her own, you know, her mm. own hero or yeah. whatever. But it's cool. Yeah. You know this like this no name. You know, I I love saying it after you said it before. Deck officer, practically. Deck officer. <laughs> she's just, you know, she's just like a random person in the series. And next thing you know, she's she's up there with the big wigs, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. I like that. I, I, I'm interested to see what kind of story Billy Lord would have. Yeah. You know, and see how it plays out. And I'm more interested in anything else just to see what they have together. Yes. Now, I'm hope. I mean, I feel like it's going to be something heartwarming. I feel like, you know, it's going to be that, like, everyone's going to be crying when it's it going to
1: make us some 30 year old men cry. Oh, in the theater. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. As soon as
0: the music starts, man, I'm, I'm going to be lost. Yeah. Or it could be something funny where well, like, it could be like, yeah. it was like, you know, I, per- I, I labeled this sandwich it says yeah. Leia. Yeah. but it, these are your teeth marks. Like, you know, something like that. That's yeah. the last scene. Like, I don't want anything yeah. like that. Well, I know
1: like I, to that end, I, I didn't really read the whole article, but like, you know, basically they asked, well, do you want a scene with, your mom Mm -hmm. or do you not want to do that? And do you want to see it or do you not want to see it? And I mean, she was like, yes, yes, yes. Yes. (laughs) So, uh,
0: it was just, let me see enough that I'm able to help out and that's it. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. That's that's
1: pretty awesome. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm. Okay. And the last photo probably one, I mean, I've been saying this probably about every photo, but one of the most talked about photos, honestly, I
1: mean, it's definitely the most talked about, and I think it's clearly, To me, it is unquestionably the biggest misdirection photo as well.
0: That's also true. So it's it's a picture of Luke and R two D two. It's his old man, Luke, mind you. Yeah, and he's standing. Uh, he has a backdrop. It's like a fiery, you know, sh- and smoke and fire behind him and everything. So the vestments that he's wearing. Yes. Um, don't look anything like what he was wearing in the flashback where it was like young Ben at right. the Jedi temple that he yeah. founded or anything like that. And his
1: hair's not accurate to that.
0: No, no. It, if anything, it looks like he did. It's
1: last Jedi hair.
0: Exactly. And the Alfred, for that matter, too. It's, he has the yeah, white look. Like
1: the white robe, yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'm curious to see what the deal is. Because, I mean, my first thought when I saw this was, oh, well, you know what? They're just going back to the whole temple thing. Yeah, You know, like that's honestly what I thought was like, they're just going to be at the temple. And- yeah, I mean,
1: the fire in the background almost is reminiscent of the fire that we do see Yeah, um, in Luke's flashback.
0: Wow. 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 Okay. Sorry. I just had a moment um, looking at this picture. Something hit me and I was just thinking about something. What's the title of this movie?
1: The Rise of Skywalker.
0: What's the li- like the one of the more famous lines from uh, what is it? The Dark Knight Rises. The fire rises. That's the rise of Skywalker, right there. I don't it's, know. I,
1: he's Darth Bane. Yes, he's. Darth I mean, he is Darth Bane. <laughs> he
0: is. Yeah, technically, <laughs> but not can not canonically anymore. Uh, dang it. <laughs> but yeah, so it's a cool picture, and it's like it. it just has the whole internet up at a buzz. Like, right. Does I mean, I think co- a
1: lot of people are saying, "Oh, this is clearly Luke is going to come, come back." back.
0: Yeah, uh, but it's a matter of how he comes back. Is yeah. think everyone's thinking? You know, is he just going to be the voice the entire time? Is yeah. it going to be all flashbacks? You know, so what's the deal? I mean, this looks like he could be a ghost. You know, yeah. like this would be his ghost form or something like yeah. that. So I mean, as you
1: know, to as we actually can now start to make a transition into Master and Apprentice, uh, the Master and Apprentice chapter in from a certain point of view. Uh, ah. Obi-Wan literally talks about how Qui-Gon looks like he is physically there.
0: Yeah, he, it almost looks like he can touch out and, like, yeah, you know, reach out and
1: physically touch, touch him. him. He's not a force projection. He's not a force ghost with this blue circle around him. He's almost corporal. He looks like, yeah, he looks like he's there. Mm.
0: That is a perfect segue.
1: It is a perfect segue. It is a
0: perfect segue to our topic of today. We're doing the big double review for Master and Apprentice, written by Claudia Gray. Mm-hmm. And. Je- or dooku jedi lost i'm always gonna mess this up dooku
1: colon jedi <laughs> lost
0: <laughs> and that's written by uh gavin scott Gavin scott. scott sorry um and so let's just kind of dive into it like i i honestly I, I know we're gonna be talking a lot about this so let's kind of just go over a little bit of the first book we'll go over a little bit of the second one and then we'll yeah. just kind of talk why you know yeah absolutely why they're connected
1: you okay wanna, like read your little synopsis for master and apprentice i could do Jedi lost. Sure.
0: All right, let's do it that way. So, the synopsis for Master and Apprentice It's a bit winded, so just stay with me. An unexpected offer threatens the bond between Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi as the two Jedi navigate a dangerous new planet in an uncertain future. A Jedi must be fearless warrior, a guardian of justice, and a scholar in the ways of the Force, but perhaps a Jedi's most essential duty is to pass on what they've learned. Master Yoda trained Dooku, Dooku trained Qui-Gon Jinn, and now Qui-Gon has a Padawan of his own. But while while Qui-Gon has faced all manner of threats and danger as a Jedi, nothing has ever scared him like the thought of failing his apprentice. Obi-Wan Kenobi has deep respect for his master, but struggles to understand him. Why must Qui-Gon so often disregard the laws that bind the Jedi? Why is Qui-Gon drawn to ancient Jedi prophecies instead of more practical concerns? And why wasn't Obi-Wan told that Qui-Gon is considering an invitation to join the Jedi Council? Knowing it would mean the end of their partnership? Uh, Knowing it would mean the end of the partnership? The simple answer scares him. Obi-Wan has failed his master. And so to end that off, well, when Jedi Rail Avaros, another former student of Dooku, requests their assistance with a political dispute, Jin and Kenobi travel to a royal court of Pyjol for what they were for what may be their final mission together. Which should be a simple assignment, quickly becomes clouded by deceit and by visions of a violent disaster that take hold in qui mind. As Qui-Gon's faith in prophecy grows, Obi-Wan's faith in him is tested, just as a threat surfaces to, that will demand that Master and Apprentice come together as never before, or be divided forever. The end. Very nice. <laughs> Alright, so, real... I mean, you want to go over yours real quick? Yeah, Yeah. I'll do mine. Let's do that. Let's just kind of get it out of the way so everyone knows what's what's up. The
1: the premise for Dooku, Jedi Lost. Yes. Dooku colon, Jedi Lost. (laughs) Darth Tyrannus, Count of Serenno, leader of the Separatists, a red saber unsheathed in the dark. But who was he before he became the right hand of the Sith? As Dooku courts a new apprentice, the hidden truth of the Sith Lord's past begins to come to light. Dooku's life began as one privilege born within the stony walls of his family's estate, orbited by the funeral moon where the bones of his ancestors lie interned. But soon his Jedi abilities are recognized, and he is taken from home to be trained in the ways of the Force by the legendary Master Yoda, as he hones his power Dooku rises through the ranks, befriending fellow Jedi Sifo-Dyas and taking a Padawan of his own, the promising Qui-Gon Jinn, and tries to forget the life that he once led. But he finds himself drawn by a strange fascination with the Jedi Master Lean Kastana and the mission she undertakes for the Order, finding and studying ancient relics of the Sith in preparation for the eventual return of the deadliest enemies the Jedi had ever, ever faced. Caught between the world of the Jedi, the ancient responsibilities of his lost home, and the alluring power of the relics, Dooku struggles to stay in the light, even as the darkness begins to fall. The end. The end.
0: <laughs> These are both really good. Yeah. All right. So, right good o- Yeah. 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 All right. So, right off the bat, like, let me just ask you, like, out of the two, which one did you think you preferred more?
1: By a nose, I will say Master and Apprentice.
0: Really? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, I would, I would honestly say, I, I think I agree with you. Okay. Uh, now, <laughs> I, I thought
1: mean, we were actually going dis- to disagree there. But. Well,
0: a little bit. I mean, look, the, the, uh, for what it's worth, I haven't. I mean, they're like the the Jedi Lost is audio only, right? And I listen to audiobooks, so it's kind yeah. of like a non-biased thing for me. Whereas, like you actually own a copy of Master and Apprentice, yeah. So you've read I have
1: it. actually listened to both versions. I was
0: gonna say you did read, you listened to it as well, so mm-hmm. you kind of have that too. So I don't know if there's something maybe I'm missing about it, but like just the way it's involved and everything like that. I think what I liked more about it was it was more of the jumping-off point for Jedi. Mm-hmm. So. Master and Princess comes out first. And yes. the whole story you learn, uh, you know, we already said as much. It's, it's Qui-Gon Jinn and uh, Obi-Wan kind of coming to terms with, uh, you know, Qui-Gon Jinn getting uh, accepted into... The, he gets an invitation to join the Jedi Council. Yes. Which is not something that's thrown around lightly. No. I mean, if you've seen Revenge of the Sith, you know that Anakin really wants that title. Yeah. So, um, you know, Obi-Wan... or. Qui-Gon kinda of has to take this in stride. And he's also trying to deal with Obi-Wan, who is an up and coming Jedi himself and like a little bit of rambunctious at times, but more like stern than his master should be and stuff like that. Right. So it's it's a very interesting, you know, take on it. Yes. And I think the I'm trying to think of the best way to describe this. The way they describe the relationship between Master and Apprentice in Master and Apprentice versus the relationships they describe in Dooku Jedi Lost, I feel like are a lot more fleshed out. And I also like the fact that like this is just the first time you actually get to see Kenobi as like the snotty kid. Right. So, I mean,
1: it's yeah, I think that's one of the interesting things within that story. Um, and they they do this a couple times and it's not actually one of my favorite things is where they kind of like have this, like, subversion of expectations or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I mean, the one that I don't like in particular is, like, in at the start of the story, Obi-Wan loves flying. But by the end, <laughs> you he find has out. one simple bad experience flying, and he's like, no, I hate flying now. <laughs> like, I don't like that stuff. Really? Yeah, okay. yeah seriously. Um, but, but one thing that they do kind of start with is you know is that obi-wan is this very straight-laced like by the books type of jedi right and that basically over time the obi-wan that we know come especially like a new hope right kind of comes to fruition within the novel because he kind of learns from qui-gon that you have to have like a little bit of flexibility
0: to get stuff done yeah yeah that, that, that's ex- that's exactly it like they both feel like they're failing their respective partner yes yeah. so that from that i love because it's i mean we already learned as much from yoda the failure is often the best teacher right right so it just it just shows that they're both like they both want the best for themselves and you know their partner mm-hmm. and it's just it's just this whole back and forth of like man i really hope i didn't upset him or you know this or that or whatever and stuff like that and it's just interesting yeah and like i kind of did like the flying thing i kind of <laughs> laughed about it because they were like "I he's like he, he, qui-gon makes it like a nod at, at the beginning he's like i know how much you dislike flying or whatever and he's like i love flying and it's like what yeah
1: well yeah that's just well okay so that part i enjoyed but then like the fact that by the end he actually does hate flying right is what kind of was like no that's like the first joke was perfect <laughs> Like we don't need to see within the course of this mission like how this, he learns to not like fly. Yeah,
0: he's a good pilot for what it's worth. Like it, when we talk about our pilot draft, like I never really even thought about it. Yeah. But, like he is able to outrun you know the concussion missiles from Django in a yeah. in an asteroid in an asteroid belt. field. Yeah, yeah. So like no that's like that's no small feat. Absolutely. So. But yeah, I, mean, that, I think that's exactly where he goes. Blast, This is why I hate flying. Like that, yeah. that was where the line came from. Yeah. So it was fun stuff like that. But yeah, like the the charming little relationship they had. It was definitely it was definitely really cool. Uh, just learning more about, like, the temple itself and, uh-huh. like, temple life. Yes. Uh, it was really cool. I think cool.
1: both stories do a good job with that.
0: Right. There's a lot more that, like, we never even learned about. Mm. So, like, they, they actually give names to all five of the spires and everything like that. Yes. Um, you know, there's actually a whole aquatic level for aquatic beings. Yeah. So you have to imagine a Kit Fisto on his days off is just, just maxing <laughs> Ch- and relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just
1: checking out that whirlpool.
0: Hell yeah. So, yeah, I mean... Good times, but we should talk about the other character in this book, because besides Qui-Gon, he's the other one who really jumps the gun and is involved in the other story. Yes. Uh,
2: Has it, that crossover.
0: Yeah. And he... Like, this is the first time we've ever heard of this character's name. Yes. And he's already, like, one of my favorite people. Yes. I don't know about you, but I really fell in love with Rail Avaros
1: Yes and no. I mean...
0: Okay, go obviously, ahead.
1: Obviously, like... I mean, so I think... So one thing that I'll say and and I don't mean to kind of get off topic a little bit but <laughs> you know one of the things that I think is really excellent about these two stories is that they're kind of parables I think for the sequel trilogy and the events that lead up to the sequel trilogy hmm. like you know there's kind of this decadent decay that we see on display okay you know we start to see some of the cracks and fissures in the new Rep- or the old republic And we start to see some of the issues in the Jedi Order. Right. You know, I would say, arguably, one of the characters that does not look good in either of these two stories is Yoda.
0: No. Yeah, not at all.
1: He, I mean, he looks like he is, you know, a lot of what happens in the prequel trilogy should kind of fall at his feet.
0: Yeah. Kind of like, it's like, why didn't you see this coming? Yes. But then that's also the big explanation. They say, like, well, you know, we've lost our power to. You know, see the to, future yeah, or whatever to, see, yeah. you know, to predict the future, but at the same time that we can get into this, I guess now. But Cifre Dias. yes, uh, he's you learn in the book that he is he's gifted with like foresight, yes, essentially like it's a rare trait now for Jedi, mm-hmm. but he has him and he has it almost to a debilitating point, yes. Like he actually has episode like episodes where yeah. he almost has like seizures,
1: yeah. He yeah he basically is mentally unstable because of it.
0: It's insane. And so, I mean, to that end, it's like, I mean, Dooku kind of makes a good point. All right, so we're, we're bouncing between the books now, but I think this is kind of, it's bound to happen. Um, yeah.
1: That's should, kind of the point. That's yeah. why we're doing this okay, together. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, so in that book, um, Dooku and uh, Sifo Dias are actually, like, really good friends, like, yes. best friends. Best of friends. And, uh, you know, when uh, Sifo, fi- like, starts having these, like, panic attacks and visions, essentially, like, Dooku's there for it more often than not before he, ac- you know dais goes off with his own master mm-hmm. and then like she takes care of him that's castana yeah lean castana yeah um and she like takes care of him she's like afraid that like if he gets caught out for having like debilitating episodes they're going to send him to this like crazy penitentiary yeah yeah
1: like, they're basically going to lock him up
0: which is crazy yeah but it's like that's it and so you know dooku kind of doing the responsible thing it's like you know it's he's like if he's having this vision, if he knows something bad's going to happen, we should try and you know help. We should try and stop. Not so much. I mean, like definitely, Dooku's like a demanding person when it comes to that kind of thing, and I understand completely where they're like, you don't want to control the future. But it's like, if we can change this for the betterment of man, why not? For yeah. the benefit of you know live, you know, living beings. Mm-hmm. Man doesn't have to be specific, I guess. Yeah. Um. You know, so it, it offers up that thing, and, and it's like. Going back and forth between these books, like, when I was, you know, going over them again before we had this pod, it is that, like, you just see, you see it go both ways, you know. You can see where the like, the road leads to darkness, Mm. and the other side leads to hopefulness and, like, you know, camaraderie and all this kind of stuff. Yes. Um,
1: wait. But so to kind of get back to the Rail Avaros of it, yes, there, yes, Rail. Um, I mean, he like I definitely like his swagger. I mean, he's he is definitely a callback to a you know to an expanded universe
0: Jedi. Where Wait, is it? Are you thinking of? All right, go ahead.
1: Sorry. Well, I mean, there's many. I mean, maybe pretend like specifically, I would say like a guy like Kip Duron.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> Sorry, I uh, I actually got like the next two books in line. Okay, and uh, Jaina and Kip. Uh huh. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not going to say it on there because I don't want to ruin it. But like, I was kind of like, whoa. Yes. <laughs> so um, yeah.
1: Yeah, but I think he's a good like you know he's a good analog to that type of character where like he's a Jedi, but he kind of has this like you know lone warrior mindset, this gunslinger type of mindset where right. like he he's not willing to like he is a Jedi in name and in practice. But he doesn't necessarily follow the code by any stretch Ooh. of the imagination. No
0: I mean it, in any like I mean in both in both iterations between, jedi lost and master and apprentice when rails brought up like sometimes for the most part he's like smoking death sticks or yeah. cigars yeah getting um, drunk getting drunk and getting laid like yeah. <laughs> it was like that was like kind of jarring the first time they brought it up in the book where it's like oh he just has this chick in his bed it's no big deal and i'm thinking to myself like that's how you get to the dark side <laughs> yes. by getting booty bro like, <laughs> <laughs> well
1: at least in the old republic anyway. the
0: old republic right yeah you know but like i mean Real had a he had an answer for it. Yes. You know, I mean, I, if the, if Jonathan Davis didn't already do like a good job, and like Mark Thompson and the other book did a good job with his voice and everything like that, I can kind of see him being like a, a Matthew McConaughey kind of yeah. like. Jedi. He's no, just like, I'm, hey man. That's
1: almost like the way that I envision him though. Like I kind of right. like this like rugged handsomeness that. You know, you can't quite define. The... It's either like
0: Beach Bum McConaughey, yeah. or just Jeff Bridges, the dude. Like <laughs> honestly, well, yeah, like it has. He that kind flair. of
1: walks between. Yeah, he kind of walks between those two, uh, <laughs> those two uh, personas.
0: It's so. I mean, but that's what I, I think I loved about him so much is just because he's just so far from the. You know from what you know yes and i mean he plays a big part because we said as much that like he's a former student of dooku's right and uh you know that plays a big part for his relationship with qui-gon jinn how they're able to know each other and everything like that Mm. there have been instances where like they've learned from each other qui-gon and rail yeah and so yeah and
1: i loved their dynamic right yeah like the big brother thing it almost made dooku feel like completely superfluous oh
0: my god right Uh,
1: yeah like especially actually i would say in uh dooku jedi lost like the interactions between rail and qui-gon i thought were more important like almost than anything that dooku had to do with either of them individually
0: right i mean dooku i think at that point was definitely a lot more serious yeah like he was he was already like ambitious and whatnot like when he was younger but he got much more cool like calm cool and collect yes i think once like Rail was already through training and he was on to Qui-Gon and everything. So it's interesting.
1: Yeah. But so anyway, to kind of go back to that parable of how these stories, I think... I'm not going to say that they foreshadow what's going to happen Mm -hmm. in any way, but as I say, I think they're a good analog for some of the the behind-the-scenes events that we haven't seen of the interwar period between the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy.
0: That's a very good point. I mean, specifically, there's one point where... Uh, Dooku will actually like run into Senator Palpatine, yes. Who's he like? I think Rail actually introduces the, two of them, he, they, I, yeah, he does, which is hilarious. But, um, you know, I mean, Duku's already like giving like summits to the Senate and like saying, like Why aren't you acting for Sereno and stuff like this? Like, he's already throwing that deceit out there, yes. Now, to get at that, um, how do you feel about Dooku's story now? Versus what you knew about Dooku from Plagueis, like from the Plagueis book. Like, are you happy with how they changed it around? Are you upset that they missed anything? Like, What's your deal?
1: Well, so I guess that kind of goes in a couple of different ways. I mean, first off, they're not actually that totally dissimilar. Not really, no. I mean, I think there's this... I mean, certainly the circumstances of Dooku Jedi Lost are a little different than Plagueis. Right. Um, you know, the actual physical events that lead to dooku renouncing the order
0: which was yeah it's it's a lot more i mean it makes a lot more sense i guess
1: yeah actually i think it's stronger than like his motivations are far clearer in this
0: oh for sure well i mean like they there was just like i think what they said in Plagueis was it was just like he's had uh you know uh, he's he's been on the outs like on the outskirts of uh you know, politics and stuff like that. He's kind of been outed. Yes. And so he's just like, I think even at the end of the book or whatever, there's one point where he's like, I've been giving thought to, mm. you know, leaving the Jedi council or whatever, right. things, you know, stuff like that.
1: But, so uh, like, but overall, like I think his disillusionment is very similar.
0: Right. 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 Um,
1: that you he's know. just kind of like, I, you know, I can't believe the inertia of the order.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, you can see where his displeasure comes from and everything like that. we talked about it already before. Uh, Sifo Dyas having these visions. Duku wants to do something about it, and the, and the Order can't make up their mind about it. So he's right. more headstrong about it and does something himself. It's terrifying, you yeah. know. So <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I don't know. So I like the fact that they also gave more, you know, uh, more body to Sifo Dyas. Yes. So like all we ever knew about him was he existed.
1: And he commissioned the clone army.
0: And that was it. Yeah. yeah. And then like he died and like they found a force ghost version of him or whatever. That's what turned out to be like Darth Bane. I think it was. Right. Clone Wars. Yeah.
1: And there's evidence like there is suggested evidence anyway that Dooku is the one that he killed
0: did. him. Yeah. So that's the other side of it, too. It's like you see how cold he gets at, towards the end, too, where like he used to he was a Jedi. He was fighting for the common good. Yes. And then next thing you know it's kind of like you just see the the spiral. Yeah. In the conclusion of the book too like It hurt. Right. It
1: really hurt. I agree. I actually, you know, I mean, it was kind of the first time that I cared about Dooku. Right. Yes,
0: yes, exactly. Yes.
1: I mean, because I I think he was an underserved character definitely in the prequels. Oh, yeah. You know, one of the things uh, when you watch like Attack of the Clones, like he doesn't actually, he's supposed to be the big bad of the movie and he literally doesn't appear on camera until like an hour and a half into the movie.
0: I feel like, have you gotten to that point yet on Star Wars Minute?
1: No, not yet.
0: That's gonna be interesting when they're yeah. like, wait a minute, there's another guy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> minute like sixty three or something like that. Whatever yeah. it is.
1: I think it's eighty eight. Don't oh, me ask me why I know this. <laughs> but, well, there's a lot of stuff that happens in minute eighty eight of like almost every Star Wars movie. Really? Yeah. That's I mean that's typically because that's when the story transitions from the second act to the, the
0: third, third act. act, right. Which it would make sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's true though. Yeah. Like I, I, we had said this before about it. It's like, it's hard to really give your, you know, give any kind of menace to a character that barely has a half hour's worth of screen right. time.
1: And then you figure he's off within the first 15 minutes of, of the following. Yeah, movie. Revenge yeah. of the Sith. So, and obviously he's fan like the portrayal of the character is fantastic in Clone Wars. Christopher-
0: oh yes. Yeah.
1: And Christopher Lee does a good job. Right. Like in the real role, but like, he's just such an underserved character throughout the movies.
0: No, yeah, It's true. And to the Clone Wars, it's really true as well. Like I said as much before, like I, I was so happy that they fleshed out his character that much more, it made him more of a sympathetic character in some cases. Yeah. But for the most part, he was always just that like menace. Yeah. He was the Phantom Menace in a sense. Well, like, in a sense. In a I sense. Mean, I mean,
1: he's not the Phantom Menace, to be quite clear. No, he's That like,
0: would be. He's like the Phantom's Phantom's <laughs> Menace. <laughs> the
1: Phantom's Phantom's replacement phantoms menace
0: menace like the phantoms menace replacement phantom menace (laughs) is what he is or dooku i mean if we want to keep it simple (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so yeah and like yeah they like yeah, so they they do a great job in this book and just kind of make it well the other side of it too is the one that I always like evil will call me out on this. When I try and tell her like how the Jedi operate, mm-hmm. it's like, "Well, they take you while you're kids. You know, they take you while you're a baby essentially because that way you won't have any ties." Mm-hmm. And she would just always go like, "That's really like that's like terrible." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah it kind of is. Yeah, but, you know, you get to be a Jedi. So what the heck?" <laughs> uh and I mean you kind of get to see that side of it, like the ramifications because just Duca going back to his home world, which he didn't even know was his home world. Yes. not I mean, not to mention just running into like his sibling, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm, I'm not really giving much away with this. I'm just saying this is like how the plot starts. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's literally in the first 15 minutes.
0: Right. The story. And just like, just that whole idea of like, imagine yourself in that situation where like, for the first 12 years of your life the only thing you've ever known is these pe- these men and women around you who could do these great feats with just their hands you know make yeah. things float or whatever and it's like this is all i've ever known and then you actually find out that like no this is actually where you're from yeah. and let's not forget you're also like freaking royalty yeah you're the like, oh
1: yeah the leading know. house in the whole planet
0: that's actually another interesting thing too um the fact that sereno Yes. Is literally the surname of Dooku.
1: Right. So, so like his th- name is Dooku Sereno. Yes. I always thought Dooku was actually his last, surname. Yeah.
0: yeah. His last name. His first name was Count.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, maybe not that part. But or like Tyrannus
0: would, Dooku or something.
1: Well, I mean, maybe not that either, but he could have just been like Steve Dooku. <laughs>
0: That's a good one. Well, that also just proves my point, or proves our point about like we just didn't know that much about him. Yes, it's like oh, that Dooku guy. What's his first name? Like you said, Steve. For all I know, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, I'm glad they were able to flesh that out. It's just, it, it's just so cool, and right. they give a lot more history to Sereno too. So that's interesting. You only see fa- like small glimpses of Sereno in the first place when it comes right. to the Clone Wars. Yeah. So and I always I mean forget- there's
1: like the one. Like short arc where I believe Padme goes to Sireno. Really?
0: I think maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, I know. I mean, they, I
1: thought that was Sireno. Maybe it's not even Sireno.
0: Well, I know they did a lot of training on Sireno. Like uh, they did the when he was uh, with uh, like with uh, Ventress. Uh, I was gonna say Savage. Oh yeah, sure. Like when Savage turns into his new apprentice, like they show a lot more from uh, like uh, just like the, the the temple area and whatnot. And so it's like it's interesting. Yeah. But I don't know. Mm.
1: But I don't know, I mean, but so I guess I will say well, no, never mind. I'm not gonna say what I was thinking of saying.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> I just don't want to like kind of give it away. But you know, again, I keep going back to this parable of the future, potentially. Right. You know, and I think there's potential, there's some interesting parallels between I think Dooku and Kylo, potentially.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: Um, you know, I I think this is a character that because of the pressure of who he is, like it's almost, it feels almost an inevitability that the pool of quick and easy fame and success would grab hold.
0: Right. So maybe, I mean,
1: Hmm. So, I mean, I'm not saying, Oh, this is going to, you know, that foreshadows what's going to happen to Kylo Ren. Honestly, I don't think it will, but I just think it's a nice little bit of symmetry.
0: Yeah, no, I can see that. Um, it, it, things that like, it got me thinking at the very least. Not so much uh, Jedi Lost, but uh, Master and Apprentice. I mean, we can kind of finish out with this, I think. Sure. Um, the prophecies.
1: Well, okay, I, I got a lot to say about prophecies. <laughs> well, there you go. This is a perfect.
0: <laughs> All I'm trying to get at right off the start is just that, um, when it comes to Master and Apprentice. One of the big subplots of the book Mm -hmm. are the Jedi prophecies. Right. The idea of the one true being bringing balance to the Force, right? Yes. We've all heard that one. We all know about it. It turns out there's more. Yes. So let's get into that.
1: Yeah. So part of the, basically one of the precursors to the prophecy of the chosen one Mm -hmm. is the prophecy of the, what is it? The false crystals?
0: The false kyber. The kyber that's not kyber. Yes. Or something like that, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I never knew what to make of that. I never knew if that I mean, they kind of in, integrated that into the story mm-hmm. at least through like Qui-Gon's understanding. Yes. But I mean, I have no idea what else that could be. Unless they were trying to talk about like it's going to be, you know, the focusing crystals for like the Death Star or something. Yeah. That's I mean, that's the only other thing. I mean, I can that think actually of. kind of makes
1: some sense and is an interesting wrinkle within a wrinkle.
0: Yeah, cuz it's the kyber that isn't kyber. And if you know anything about like how uh, Galen did the, you know, the workings around, like, he started off with synthetic kybers. Yes. Galen Erso did. Uh-huh. So, the guy who made the Death Star, if everyone's not familiar. Um,
1: and if you're not, go watch Rogue One. I don't know what you're doing with your
0: life. Yeah, dude, seriously. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, the one that always caught me off guard, and I've been trying to, like, interpret in my head, is uh, the... The woman who was born of darkness shall give birth to darkness or something like that. Mm -hmm. I forget the exact way it's phrased, but essentially it says that darkness will bring, you know, will birth somebody who will also bring darkness. So it's light, dark, light, dark, essentially, is what they're trying to get at. Mm -hmm. Which makes sense. And then the most obvious, uh, you know, um, relation to that you could make would be uh, Darth Vader and Padme. They have uh, Leia. Yes, and Leia would nine. eventually go on to have Ben, Ben, who would go on to be Kylo Ren. So he's the darkness, right? But I wasn't sure, like, because I was like, I was trying to pay attention to all these, like, you know, different prophecies that kept popping up, and I'm thinking to myself, like, are they gonna work this into Episode Nine? Is, are there any kind of details well, that we don't know? So this is part
1: of what I'm getting at. All right, I don't think it's gonna be Episode Nine. Hmm. I think it's gonna be the Benioff and Weiss. Old Republic trilogy. Ooh,
0: oh, oh, because this is, oh, all right, so, yeah, are you saying this because the prophecies themselves are from the Old Republic? I think they
1: are going to tell the story of the time of prophecy in the Old Republic.
0: Wow. That's a, fu- that that is a freaking bold statement. Yeah. I like it, though. I mean,
1: I think it fits with, you know, I I think it fits in terms of the, uh you know, Song of Ice and Fire tie-ins. Mm. And, you know, their history with that, even though, obviously, in the final season, they basically just said, screw prophecy. We don't care.
0: Here's some fan service for you. (laughs) You don't like it too bad.
1: Yeah. Uh, Here's more scenes of Arya getting laid. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. We're going to get in trouble. Uh, Uh, Yeah.
1: (laughs) I did definitely actually ruin that for somebody you now. Oh, for sure, yeah.
0: <laughs> it was almost there. Was yeah,
1: all- um, but
0: uh, do you have any of these prophecies written down?
1: I didn't really write down the ones that they talked about. So the other thing that I'll say, and like, I'm I'm not saying this to like set up a one-two punch of like, oh, this is what Benioff and Weiss is going to do, and it's stupid. But <laughs> okay, but prophecy is lazy storytelling. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, because it basically it just allows for so many fan theories and, you know, rampant speculation and ultimately, normally the the actual like if you actually reveal the exact meaning of a prophecy, it loses all of its importance.
0: Why is it a prophecy then? it's yeah. just I mean, it's not even a prediction at that point. It's just a statement. Yeah. But so you're trying you're sitting here. You're trying to tell me that Neville Longbottom not the chosen one. <laughs> I mean, have I'm, you? Seen, I'm not gonna. I'm
1: not gonna make that
0: argument. Have you seen the the charts? The, <laughs> you, the stats. Yeah. <laughs> have, have you, seen, you seen his glow up? Yeah. <laughs> seriously. Like, holy crap! Between him and. Did you see him wielding the sword of Gryffindor? I sure did. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I remember watching. I remember watching that movie, and uh, I forget who I was watching with. We were really playing a drinking game with it. And there's just this one point where Harry throws his hand onto Neville's shoulder at the end of the movie. it wasn't at the end of the movie, but he was like in the middle of the fight and just looks, he's like, Neville. And I remember saying this in my head. It's like, you got this right. And then they just run away. (laughs) And like Neville's been fighting for the past year. And all of a sudden, like his hero comes, he's like, gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) I believe in you. Yeah. You're doing great. You're the true chosen one. And everyone's like, is he really? No, he's not really. Have you seen my forehead? No. (laughs) But yeah, uh, (laughs) but yeah,
1: I mean, that's kind of my fear is that yes, obviously both of these two stories rely heavily, especially master and apprentice, I would argue rely heavily on like the notion of prophecy.
0: Well, and to me
1: that feels like it's setting up something down the road.
0: Well, see, that's the other side of it too. Like I know the prophecy, like they, they say as much in the book that prophecy is it's, it's an old, it's an old habit. Like
2: Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's an old habit. That's dying real hard. Like they're, they're, trying not to deal with it anymore most jedi have lost their sense of foresight uh you know and you know seeing visions and stuff much like Cypher or Cyf- Diaz has done and i mean it's just i mean it's incredible to think like that's how far out that they can go with it i mean I, i'm trying to think of what i was going to say i'm kind of lost now um so prophecies are lazy story writing but at the same time we've never seen any kind of prophecy makers in the way of jedis now there's been jedis who've had visions of the future possible visions of the future and stuff like that but we've never seen any jedis that were specifically like in the prophecy department Mm -hmm. so to speak so that could be an interesting parallel like will we like you say like will we actually see the birth of these prophecies in real time
1: Mm -hmm. i'm curious yeah i mean i'm not i I don't know i i'm not as i say i don't know if that sounds good or bad i think it's just there's so much talk of prophecies in these two stories Mm -hmm. and the way that they overlap that like i almost can't help but feel like it is designed to provide breadcrumbs for something i mean maybe it will impact episode nine i mean i kind of keep going back to okay so like real avaros is really important in these stories so what's his parallel like where does that fit in?
0: I, oh, man. Like I said, and, he's just—he's going to show up looking for milk in the Millennium Falcon or something like well, that. Well, that
1: might also happen. He, like, I almost feel like that character is going to be in Episode Nine.
0: I would love it so much. Yeah. He'd lo- be
1: pretty dang old by that point. But. Oh,
0: yeah. It's like, when I was your age, I was getting laid. <laughs> yeah. Used the Jedi by <laughs>
1: tricks. The barmaid <laughs> on Padrelle. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, he has more of like a southern draw, he doesn't he? Southern draw. It's like, oh, I'll take that lady back to me. I'll run her down like a, I don't know, something, something. I'm <laughs> kind of drowned. Ugh. All right, let's round this out. Yes. Uh, we already said as much. We both kind of preferred master and apprentice. Yeah.
1: The only there's one thing I do want to add about this before, okay. like, just as a like practical perspective. I think part of why you know I I do like. The novelization of Master and Apprentice, Mm -hmm. whereas I personally—and this is totally my fault—because like I listen to these at work, and you know I do work in like a desk job, and I need to concentrate on things. Of course, yeah. So like. There are often points where I have to go back and rewind and listen to things again. You miss it, yeah. But I found myself doing that almost continuously while going through Dooku Jedi Lost, just because the pacing is frenetic.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, that's exactly it. Master
1: and Apprentice is like a 13-hour audiobook. They probably could have done dooku jedi lost in 12 hours but they crammed it down to seven
0: yeah i mean there's no material to go off of. that's just the script yeah. itself but that's yeah. even to that end it's like it's still really impressive they were able to do it mm-hmm. now like i i will say up and down if anyone wants to try this out i i think we would both highly recommend giving dooku jedi lost a shot
1: yeah i mean if um, you've never tried an audiobook i think it's a good introduction into that
0: it really is
1: but i guess just take that with like the one grain of salt that i've offered is yeah. that it's not the best like if you're in a distractible environment
0: it's, it's not the. it's
1: a tough one to go through but like if you're taking a long summer trip summertime you know people yeah. are probably going on vacations
0: this is a perfect amount, like is if you're the going perfect time to jump in it really is <laughs> that's what i'm saying like i know that uh eva and i are going to be going to visit my family at some point this summer and i'm going to make her listen to this whole thing because <laughs> she's gonna hate it but yeah. she loves me i hope so i yeah. love you too honey Yeah, i mean Thank the, the
1: <laughs> overall production of dooku jedi lost was very good the only thing i didn't like the like the voice of the tiki taka Tiki Taka,
0: wait, wait, wait. Was that the one that like had them all wrapped up and stuff like that, or which
1: no, one just the like the like the dragon, like beast?
0: Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, the Teratak. Okay, okay, like the Teratak. Like, yeah,
1: like it was clearly just like a person making noises.
0: I'm pretty sure that was Mark Thompson because yeah. Mark Thompson <laughs> makes all the great noises.
1: But like it was just like in a in a story that was otherwise so well produced, and they have all the sound effects. Like why couldn't they, they just get like a dragon screech sound? Something. Like just yeah.
0: borrow the one from Drogon. We're going yeah. you know, we're going back and forth what I yeah. know, but like they could have done something easy. Yeah. I mean the T Rex from from Jurassic Park, I think, was made by like uh an elephant scream or something. Yeah. Something like that. So they could have just done something. I know it's they kinda need, all over the place. Needed,
1: yeah. They needed Ben Burt.
0: Yeah, Ben yeah, Ben Burt would have showed him how it was done. And I will say that probably the one part I did not like the most about it was there was one point where I think it was more funny more than I didn't like it. It was just Dooku was like struggling to like impress Yoda. Yeah. And like his screaming yeah. was very exaggerated. It was. It got to a point where it, it was just going <laughs> like at the end. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's just a weird post like seizure sound. I don't know. It sounded like he was gargling half the time. It was yes. like, but look, they had a good time with it. They had a great time with it. Then they... Yeah. And they they pulled it off.
1: And I think it's been, you know, received both by critics and by fans very positively. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, I think we're going to see some more of that kind of, you know, original storytelling narrated by a full cast.
0: And I mean, just think about that. They had that project luminous out. Yeah. This could be something of that light. Maybe yeah, it's a new could, medium. Yeah, it could tie into that. Yeah. So I'm all for it, man. Hmm.
1: That it would be like when like the one thing I always remember about the new Jedi Order, and I, I mean, it doesn't matter because they're not like actually part, of an official part of the story. Yeah. But like e-books were a brand new invention in the late '90s, yeah. early 2000s when yeah. those stories were coming out. So they did release like a handful of like addendums to certain stories. Right. Uh, Turns were, out it went this way. Yeah, that were only available in ebook form. So I could almost see like if this Project Luminous does prove to be like a series. Of books, yeah, maybe like this is that this would be the tie-in to that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it could be something like they want to see how this did. Yeah, kind of base their sales off of that or something yeah. like that. So, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I think going forward, we'll have to keep our ears to the ground and see what the kind of pops up out of it. Yes, but I mean, otherwise, like I said, I know we we kind of put one up on a pedestal versus the other, but. We both really liked these yeah. books. I mean, I think
1: we put one up on the pedestal and then proceeded to talk about the other one more.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm sorry about no, that. No, I mean,
1: I'm I'm not saying that is a bad <clears> thing. <throat> I'm just saying that I think they're both pretty sim. Like, they're both of equally good quality.
0: Right. And we talked about the characters enough that like they'll 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 flow into each other. Yeah. You know, we talked about the main characters. That's all we needed to really do. Um, you know if you want us to talk more about master and apprentice we can come back if you have any questions about it i mean i yeah. i know we like you said we probably didn't say as much as we wanted yeah.
1: but i mean the know. only other i guess the only other thing that i'm going to add and sorry connor i feel like you're it's like okay. trying to wrap up and it's i'm all right. like no we're going to talk more
0: i right, talk what's up um
1: you know, so we kind of, so I did talk about this last time okay. about, you know, sort of the difference between like the new Disney canon books versus like the old Expanded Universe books. Yeah. And just kind of the scale and scope of them. Right, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think both of these stories, once again, are very kind of compact. You know, they don't otherwise disrupt potential things that could happen in the timeline.
0: No. I, like I said, the only thing I think that really upset me about these books was the fact that they definitely rewrote the history of Plagueis. Yes. You know, like there was a little bit of wiggle room where mm. I could believe it. Yeah. But then as soon as they started talking about Dooku, I was like, that's it. Yeah. Or even just the fact that it's a different uh, chancellor that they never bring up. Like, right. Cause it was somebody before uh, Valorum and it wasn't this person originally. Yeah.
1: That no. was actually something that was a little bit inconsistent. I mean, I guess what they're establishing is that, you know, Dooku who is old, like has mm. a, yet a different chancellor from uh, Valorum and from the, chancellor who's chancellor in master and apprentice
0: yes that would it's a whole series of things yeah so i'd be interested to see how they pull it off here or there i mean i don't know personally i'd still really would like the the plagues book to be canon Mm -hmm. maybe just you know cut out all the stuff that makes it non-canon but it's hard to do now
1: yeah but that's kind of the point that i'm getting at is like you know ultimately when you look at these stories like I think like they were fantastic reads and yeah. again it's like i feel like the subtext in them was very strong oh yeah um you know but they are like but i also i guess want to kind of preface and say that they're not real big stories you no, know? like it's no. not like the events aren't gonna be like oh my god i can't believe this happened or that happened like i can't believe they did thing x to character y
0: right yeah uh, well it, it kind of bottled it's, I don't know, a way of putting it, it's kind of, yeah. it, all, it all happens in one place. Yeah.
1: I mean, the old EU was better at, you know, they, they weren't saving it, quote unquote, oh, for anything. Oh, no, no, no. You know, they were telling the stories that they wanted to tell, and they, you know, they pulled no punches.
0: I forget where the books were, like, as I said, I just got the next two in line. But I know, like... Not even a good chunk of it was on Coruscant, uh-huh. and then everything else was going on around Coruscant. Because I think this was like the siege of Coruscant. What I'm reading right now, uh-huh. I can't remember the name of the title, but I know it's something Jedi. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> oh, what, what a surprise! Yeah, that's what all the. Books was there are. a
1: colon in there? Maybe
0: <laughs> a semicolon. I'm almost sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I agree with that. Nice bottled up and everything. Yeah, go check it out. Yes, cool. Can I wrap it up? Yes. Cool. All right. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for sticking it out with us. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, again, uh, with this none of this would really be possible without you guys. Yeah. And uh, we're happy to have you along.
1: Yeah, I just got some kind of more recent feedback in terms of our numbers. Seriously. I mean, thanks, everybody, who is tuning in.
0: Checking uh, us out on iTunes. Yeah,
1: checking us out on iTunes, subscribing on the website.
0: On Facebook. Yes. Uh but you know, if you got a friend out there, or a significant other, annoying little brother or sister, or something like that, they like Star Wars, tell them about us. Yeah. You know, we're trying to do this for everybody, and I mean, for the most part, we start talking. I mean, I feel like we talk about pop culture in general, yes. but Star Wars will always be our go-to. So just be careful of that. You know. <laughs> yes. You know, you <laughs> can mindful. have a Harry Potter fan out here. I don't care because I'm a Harry Potter fan too. So.
1: Well, I, I don't feel so bad about the Harry Potter spoiler. That was like seven years ago. <laughs>
0: That's right. Yeah, Neville, you got this, right? But yeah, <laughs> we don't talk about Game of Thrones, I guess, anymore. Yeah, I'm going to talk about it. It just, I'm going to wait.
1: This, pre- yeah, this will probably be the last time. Probably. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Well, yeah, make sure to check out our other podcasts on the Reggie's House Podcast dot com website.
0: Yes.
1: Uh, Rust Belt Roosters is back in action, baby. Really? Yes.
0: All right. Congratulations. It's actually,
1: thanks. It's actually just me right now. Oh. But Mike and I have been <laughs> have been talking about you know, how we're going to move forward together as well. Um, but so far right now, I'm just kind of getting the the ball rolling a little bit, doing some things that I think are really cool. If you're, I mean, it's very, very different from this. Oh, let me say sure. that much. Yeah. I mean, it's, we really, like, I really delve into a lot of stats and, and kind of actually how to build like game theory models and the like. Uh, that's what I just talked about in the episode that came out the other day. So if you like hockey, if you like, stuff like that if you like the penguins tune into that yeah and uh definitely check out games and that with our friends andrew and brandon
0: they've always they, been helpful for us we yeah. will try to help them back out yeah they took uh,
1: they're on like a couple week hiatus yeah i mean i don't think they've missed a week ever since they started
0: they really haven't now so. and then they've also been doing Sideshows with us as well. Yeah. So they're doing their best. Like I said, they I, I think they're they're looking for a new format. Yeah.
1: Kind or of spicing you... Yeah. Adding some new spice to the mix.
0: That's that's a perfect way to put it. So we'll keep an eye out for that. We'll keep you abreast of it. But anything else, like I said, Star Wars and you know possible Game of Thrones spoilers related. Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> Check us out, man. Because I mean, I don't know about you, but every time I come in here, I have a great time. Do you have a good time?
1: Nope. Boring conversation. Anyway. I bet it was.